0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show, Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all filthy. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hello and welcome into episode number 112 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Towner. We are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. And yes, we are officially Babes Party of Four, excluding the husbands because they don't count. They get outcasted in this because all- it's us, the OG Babes. And then we officially have two little babes now because I welcomed Marlo and that's why I've been gone. So Super fun and cool. And just to see the growth. We've talked about it before. Like we started as like we were both dating our now husbands at the time when we started. But like we went through each other's engagements. We were in each other's weddings. And then we were by each other when we had kids. Like it's just so crazy. Like I have chills talking about it.
2: It is. It's, and we talked about it, like, especially when we did our 100th episode and we like compiled all the stuff and did all the things there and and everything, but it is so fun to be able to do this with one of your best friends and then go through all these different fun life things as well. And it's, you know, because you're not always at the same spot in life with, with friends, you know, you, you, you go, it goes in waves of, Marriages and then waves of kids and everything like that. And we've kind of been on the the same one. <laughs> so it's been fun. And I was supposed to come see Marlo a couple weeks ago, but my little gremlin got sick and kids are gross. So I was not going to yeah. bring her around Marlo. So and she's I getting better. That. So we'll we'll come up there. <laughs> we'll come up there. Yeah, soon I appreciate we
1: that. Marlo had so her first happy. little sickness the other day and she, she took it like a trooper, thankfully. But I will say this has been... Eagles, obviously 10 and one been such a fun season to like watch, but it would have been a perfect, normally you think 10 and one. And I would have been like, that would have been a perfect season to go on maternity leave because we probably would just be like, yeah, happy. No, like we would have had so much to talk about because they are 10 and one, but it has not been easy, fun football. Like it's been stressful. And we saw that with this past game against the Bills. They got won 37 to 34 in overtime. And quite literally, the only reason they won that game or even had a chance to win that game, I should say, is because of their kicker, Jake Elliott.
2: Jake Elliott's a savage. And a savage. And so good. Um, I almost missed the final play of that game because while we're talking about sick kids, I was being thrown up on at the exact moment (laughs) that Cleveland Hurts decided to walk that one off. So it's a thrilling experience being a mom. Um (laughs) and I but I think there's a lot of different things that go into it, right? Like last year, the Eagles technically had the quote easy schedule and they were winning a lot of games big and, and doing all this stuff. And all anybody kept talking about was, oh, they had such a cupcake schedule that they rode to the Super Bowl. Okay, fine. Oh, the Eagles are going to get exposed this year because they've got such a tough schedule. Okay. They're still 10 and 1 and I don't care how they won. They won. So, you know, it, it, everyone was talking about Josh Allen used you, you gave up 500 yards of offense to the Bills. Okay. Is the person who wins the team yeah. that scored that, that gets the most yards? No. It's whoever has the most points on the board at the end of the game. I don't care yeah. how they But they keep winning. I agree. I was going to say. teams find the ways to win.
1: A hundred percent. I was going to say a lot of people get annoyed with the fact they're saying a win is a win. But it quite literally is exactly that. Because, like you said, we had the hardest schedule or one of the hardest schedules in the entire league this year. And Mm -hmm. they're 10-1. and So, like, obviously it wasn't going to be a cakewalk. And yeah. they are playing these hard teams. They also had a lot of change with coordinators, and they're still trying to find their footing. They're trying to figure everything out, and they're doing it against good teams now. And a lot of people right. tried to play it off as, "Oh, well, you guys started easy in the beginning of the season." No, we're in the bulk of it right now, and we have these two hard games coming up. Um, but we've kind of passed the test. Knock on wood, so far, uh, not kind of. We have passed the test. Yes, though, but um, yeah. So it it is one of those things though where as long as you get the win who cares until it's playoffs you know what I mean and I think that would be my only worry is the fact that they are close wins so it's like kind of like makes you nervous going into playoffs because you can't play that close against those high quality teams in that level but We've seen it in every sport, quite literally every sport. It's who gets hot when it matters. The Eagles don't need to be hot right now. They're getting the win. As long as they can get that home field advantage, they're going to get hot in the playoffs when it matters, especially with Jalen Hurts and this team. So my biggest um, problem with it would just be the fact that I'm a Philly fan and I'm nervous going into the playoffs with how close they're. And I'm. it's ridiculous I'm even saying this. It, week what 12 but yeah.
2: but the other yeah. the flip side of that is it doesn't matter how far they get down or how close the game is you can still have confidence in this team that they will be able to do what they need to do to pull it out the defense and did not, not play well on sunday did yep. not play well they were not able to get off the field on third down all game long but they were able to do just enough generate the turnover where needed do just enough get the one sack they needed when they needed it do all of these things to do just enough to allow the offense to get their you know what together and claw back into this game and be able to get you know squeak out with the win so it's it, it, it's both sides right like you don't you you feel more comfortable when they're winning by so much more but also you have the confidence comp- like if you you know a couple years ago if you're down if you need to go score a touch if you need to go put points on the board with under a minute left are we this confident I don't know I'm no co- more confident in anyone on planet earth than I am in Jalen Hurts it, it, I agree time. like you need to put a drive together okay done yeah what was the- I agree I agree 100 oh, yes that I was gonna yes. Say, like when they had the ball to be able to go down so- I had all of the comp. I was shocked that they did it.
1: I know. I agree with that one 100%. I think everybody was because obviously that's an upset. But I will say um, to your point, too, like with – I I've, obviously you're always going to have Philly haters, and it's really annoying, but it's also like we're accustomed to it, and that's part of why we have that tough exterior that we do, I feel like, in Philly. But no they've proven it. <laughs> to your point, they've proven that back-to-back weeks against – quote-unquote, the elite of the elite. Obviously, Pat Mahomes is the elite of the elite, but then also Josh Allen, kind of questionable now, but a lot of people would still put him in the elite category, I think, until this point at least. Uh So he's proven it back-to-back weeks. They went into the halftime, down 10, and they came back and pulled it off. I don't care if it was overtime. I don't care if they, quote-unquote, got lucky because they have a good kicker. They got the win.
2: Again, it's it's the same thing that we talk about, like – with, with the brotherly shove and they're like oh we need to eliminate it why because the eagles are so good at it they need to find yep. a new kicker because the one they have is too good like what dude, kind dude of speaking that? of that you know what i mean like back we're lucky because our kicker is too good at his job yeah like what literally because we
1: put together a good roster how are no i agree with you 100 but you just mentioned a tush push real quick how about yeah. chris sims completely 180-ing not only his stance on Jalen Hurts, who is like a mega fan all of a sudden, but also the Tush push. He was one of the guys in the beginning of the season that was outraged and was so it's gonna get people hurt. It's gonna blah, blah, blah. And he came out and was like, you know what? I've really thought hard about this. You cannot eliminate the tush push because the Eagles are good at it. He was like, That's asinine, because what we've all been saying is like just because everybody else isn't good at it, that proves that. Like you can't, or like have repercussions against a team because they are good at it. You know what I mean? So, I think that's a uh...
2: quite literally kiss my ass. Yeah, but kiss my ass. He didn't even have Jalen Hurts on his top forty quarterbacks in the NFL. (laughs) Kellen Mond was on that list. Okay, (laughs) Kellen Mond was on that list above Jalen Hurts, and he said that someone should go in there and literally try to kill Jalen. I agree with that. He can absolutely kiss my ass and take that that. take and shove it right up there.
1: I'm just saying it's a win for us. I have no respect for him and it's not like he's going to be enshrined into the, or not enshrined, but invited into the Eagles fandom league at all, but I just am happy to see one of our biggest haters we've at least converted him because that shows how good we are.
2: He can stay on that side. Yeah. he's probably like they have to come in here for you Sunday night football. I'm sure again, at some point he's just scared for his life and he should be (laughs) rightfully. So if you keep talking like that, coming into Philadelphia. All right. So just to like sort of wrap up the game against the bills. Um, the defense really did not look good for the most part, but they were able no. to you know, do what they needed to do. Um, again, another really awful, frightening, brutal, terrible, horrific. Every adjective you could use first half from the offense um, in every which way. I mean, they forget that they have running backs. they I was just going
1: to say, and that's what's so frustrating about it, because when they do seem to remember they have a running back, it's for some reason always gain well not always obviously, but I feel like you finally like, yeah, so run, this is so smart. And then it's Gainwell. And it's like, why? Like why I still you, just want to know why they kind of split it between Gainwell and Swift. Like it does not make sense to me.
2: Yeah. It doesn't, it's not quite, it doesn't make sense. I, no. I mean, but and, and I, co- comparatively like Jalen hurts only completed four passes in the first half. He had a QBR of seven. Yeah. Like, like, why were you also not like do anything? It was t- literally it was terrible
1: anything. weather, terrible weather. I just don't understand.
2: It's going to be like that again on Sunday.
1: I know. I heard that, which I'm happy. I'm not going to be there at least.
2: Yeah. I No way. Um, but he, <laughs> yeah. So Jalen Hurts then ended up finishing with 265 total offensive yards and five total touchdowns, three through the air, two on the ground. Um, he ended. I, I mean, a, an absolute masterclass of a second half from Jalen Hurts, all the way right through overtime. I, I, I just. How don't... about
1: his reaction to the Elliott kick? By the way, didn't even smirk. Nothing. He just was like, None. "Okay, game on."
2: <laughs> Jason Kelsey was the exact same. Didn't... Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. And
1: savages, I... like absolute freaking savages,
2: dude. Yeah, and then oh, other it. topics from the game. Not great, yes. So, Lane Johnson, I guess they said he what was it? he popped some scar tissue from, yeah, in that
1: groin from office. what he had last year,
2: uh huh, yeah. So, he so was a full participant in practice yesterday. This it, right now it's Friday morning as we're recording this, so full participant on Thursday, he should be good to go. Um,
1: I also, though, would I think he's going to try to play because it is the 49ers. But it does make me nervous in the fact that last week he had no problem with it all week and then just woke up with soreness. So there is still, if he wakes up sure. Sunday and has an extreme amount of soreness, it wouldn't shock me um, if he couldn't go. But because it is quite literally between them and the best NFC team behind them, um, I think he'll try to play through a decent amount of pain. But Yeah,
2: yeah, I, we'll th- I, I would agree with you. I think last week it made sense, but I, I mean, the man played all through playoffs on essentially one leg. I think I think he, yeah. It that's that's just it, right? Like it had to be really, really, really painful and bothering him for him to not play. Because that be able to play through just about it. And I think that's part
1: of the reason why they did keep him out last week just for having soreness because they were wanting him for this game. So
2: which makes sense. Um and then in the game they lost Fletcher Cox early and he has not been practicing so it is not it's not looking good for him going what
1: is that was it also a groin
2: i don't remember me Me either um it looked
1: he was able to walk off the field but yes still
2: just not great okay it groin yeah so he didn't practice so everybody that didn't practice uh Thursday, Grant Calcaterra, Fletcher Cox, Zach Cunningham, Justin Evans, and Dallas Goddard. AJ Brown, Jordan Davis, and Julio Jones were all limited. And then Lane Johnson, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift, and Milton Williams were all full participants in practice.
1: Cunningham's going to be a low key big hit. He's played really well for this so far this yeah. season. So if the- he does not go, it's going to be a loss there for us this upcoming week.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's a, that's a little segue. tease for you. <laughs> yeah. I was saying okay. that's a perfect segue into our break because we have to talk about what's coming up this week. So, we're going to take a quick break when we come back, we will touch on the matchup against the 49ers, give our keys to success, final score prediction, the whole thing. You are listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's sylvan com.
1: Welcome back into episode number 112 of Babes on Broad. So as we teased before the break, 49ers this week, um, besides Cowboys, probably their biggest um, or high, most anticipated game, I should say, of the season so far. Um, and obviously that is because of the NFC championship. It's kind of a rematch. Well, it is a rematch from that. And as we've seen, like Eagles all about business, just treat it as another game. At least they say that to us. You got to wonder if some of the stuff that they're hearing from the 49ers is like bulletin board material. But um, the 49ers have not shied away this whole season and off season and everything talking as much trash as they could about the Eagles, about if it oh, weren't trash. for injuries, the Eagles were whining, blah, blah, blah. You're whining, right.
2: you're Talking right, that's a better whining
1: better description for it, but so you know they are coming into this game emotional as heck, and it can play in their favor and it may not play in their favor, but we will see one thing that is crazy, Jess Eagles open and are still so I guess not even just open. they are the underdogs at home. It's like the first time ever a ten and one team is an underdog at home, but they're the underdog they're given two and a half points i'm not really because of the play like
2: they're i just think because of the way that they have been putting themselves in a hole their injuries that they have and when you look at the way that the 49ers defense has been playing to an extent, but also the, the way that the offense has been able to put up points. It doesn't, I'm, I'm not as surprised by it as I think some people are the 49ers okay, defense I, is allowing four, 15 points per game. Best in the NFL. They're not allowing so teams to score.
1: Analytically you're saying it makes sense.
2: Analytically, I think it makes sense because okay, I, the and Eagles I are not putting up the points that they did last year. Yeah. They're being held a little bit differently. And we talked about this before you went, like we talked about this early in the season mm-hmm. because the Eagles are as good as they are, went to the Super Bowl last year, still have the best record in the NFL. We are getting every team's best shot. And that's oh, not 100%. to say that you take like, you know, you, you get complacent with certain teams or X, Y, Z, but like the players have said that they're getting like defensive stuff thrown at them that's like totally off the wall. So Mm -hmm. they're getting every team's best shot. So they're not scoring the same kind of way, the same amount of points that they were a year ago. So they're not scoring as many points as they were. They still have their, they're having turnover issues. And the 49ers defense is not allowing teams to score. Yeah. They just held the Jaguars to three points. And like the Jags (laughs) were the number one seed in the AFC for a week when the chiefs were on a bye, they have the same record right now. The Jacksonville Jaguars have the tiebreaker over the chiefs. Like the chiefs are the current number. Two I feel season. like
1: the Jags though. I have to, I would have to go back and look at it because they're a good team. I feel like they're not as good as their record shows.
2: They've but... been playing really well. Like they've like yeah. sneaky been playing really well. So do I think the 49ers should have still won that game last week? Absolutely. But it is impressive holding that team to only three points. So yeah. I think analytically, on paper, it makes sense. That okay. The Eagles, and then you know, speaking. The Eagles are 10-1. They're playing at home. I think I think you add all the other stuff in, you're like, okay, that's crap. Yeah. But analytically, I I don't it doesn't surprise me as much
1: so one thing you said how most teams are giving us their best defensive performance and throwing everything that they can at us you have to wonder though so you know um 49ers are coming into this emotional they are going to want to quote unquote like smash our heads in you know what I mean not literally but that's like probably what they're thinking you know what i mean like they want to beat the crap out of us do you think that they're going to come in here though with all these trick plays knowing that it quite literally could be them in the nfc championship once again like do you show your best stuff right now because i mean i would be happy if they did and we lost this one because i'd be like okay sweet i'll take the hit in the regular season when we're 10 and 1 and have the advantage over everybody if you're going to show us your playbook for
2: i don't think that The I don't think the 49ers are good enough (laughs) to not. Does that make sense? I don't think Brock Purdy and the offense as a whole, I don't think they're good enough
1: to to beat us regular
2: enough to win and not give it their best shot. The other part of that is because the top of the NFC is so tight they have to win this game. Yeah. It's like, it, it's a, it's, it is a crucial win for them. They, they have to Especially, win this game because getting a fourth loss is really not, it's not an ideal situation for them. Now it would yeah. have been even worse if the Seahawks would have been able to pull it out last night. That would have been something that really would have put them in, in a precarious position. If they were the Seahawks were to win and then they were to lose to us. Um but I just think ultimately in terms of seeding as well, like all of these. I was just going to say. Opponents are must-wins.
1: Yeah. So, and we could, if they keep losing, I just said like there could be a rematch in the NFC championship again. They might be, if they keep losing, our first matchup potential. You know what I mean? If they right. are like a bottom seed.
2: Yeah. So, and that's the other thing. Like, you know, I think that the 49ers are, you know, technically they have to go a biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC you don't want to have to fly out there to like all, if if something goes wrong and you, you know, if you lose this game or lose, you know, this, and then in Dallas, or, you know, they still have tough games coming up. And then Mm -hmm. if you decide to, you know, sit Jalen hurts at the end of the season, if it allows, like you don't want something wild to happen where all of a sudden there's a tiebreaker situation and you have to get on a plane to go to San Francisco to play in the NFC championship. Yeah. Like, you you just you can't. So I don't think yeah. that I don't think the 49ers I think they have obviously phenomenal weapons, right? Like Christian McCaffrey is all-time. George Kittle, especially if you don't have Zach Cunningham this week, we have a problem on our hands in in that situation. Um but I just don't know if collectively they can hold anything back.
1: And That's a- it. Still-
2: Win this game.
1: That's a great point because of the fact. So we've talked about analytically, yes, they are better than the Eagles right now. Which is also we didn't even mention ESPN ranking the Eagles like sixth or seventh best team in the NFL. With like four teams that they've already beaten ahead of them is I saw extremely that I dumb. Like, I just and it also yeah, and it also shows that like analytics are fine to a point, but do not live and die on analytics because you're going to look dumb. ESPN, totally, you look dumb. But always. Um, Yeah. But so we've talked about analytically. Yes. The San Fran does have, I don't want to say the momentum coming in here because we're in Philly. So we always have the momentum, but they do have the better stats coming in here and they look like the better team statistically. But that's one thing we haven't mentioned is like, they are a fantastic team, but the Eagles also, these are probably the best two rosters in the league, right? If you compare them side by side, the Eagles would have the edge talent-wise. You know yeah. what I mean when they're not injured, I guess. But still, even now I feel like they would out-edge them talent-wise. The only position they really would be better on paper is I guess McCaffrey you would most people would argue are better than Swift if we're not talking numbers currently. You know what I mean? Well, I, but that defensive I don't think line that's, is probably Eagles. I
2: don't think that's just well, on yeah. paper. Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, true, true. And also going to the game
2: as well. We don't have Dallas Goddard, so true. Go looking at the tight tight end; end they beat us. You're right; they beat us tight end this year. Very clear discrepancy on that one.
1: (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Our no name guy is not as good as George Kittle. I think you're mistaken. Okay. (laughs) I said no name guy because I couldn't even think off the top of my head who was going to be because Cal can't do so. No, but um, Oh, I would love that. Yes. Sign
2: me up. Throw him out there on Sunday. I've, I don't even care.
1: He has to know something, right? If he would just ask for his release, it makes you wonder. He's got all the connects. He still talks to all the guys here. But it does it hasn't happened yet, so we'll see. But
2: no, I mean we'll see. I would I mean, I don't think there's a single person in the world that would be upset by that. No. Because especially Let when Matt you in. watch water go down. Yes. It is not great beyond that. Like well, the and def- literally the position is Is slim,
1: yeah. Zach is better than our backup options, just as long as Zach is, which I'm pretty sure he would realize. As long as he's aware that when Goddard comes back, he's tight end number one, what's the problem with having Zach Ertz as your backup? I'm pretty sure he'd be fine with that. Not even backup, just second string.
2: There is,
1: yeah. So, um, and I don't think he would ask for insane money. If anything, I feel like he'd probably take a discount to come to Philly because he loves it so much here, his family loves it so much here. Um, Madden Ertz deserves to be raised in Philadelphia, so. Percent, yeah. I, but I, I no, if you list. if you look at the talent wise, these two teams are very very evenly matched, and the Eagles outedge them a tad, I would say.
2: Yeah, I think, I think ultimately, and this will, I guess, we'll just kind of segue right into our keys to success here. I just think that they're the there's i think the for the only not concerned because i'm not concerned but the only sort of question mark for me or area that could get hairy is that their strengths directly exploit the eagles yes. weaknesses especially as we look at who who may or may not be playing on sunday for the eagles i was I just going
1: to say right now we're extra uh, vulnerable to it Yes. And
2: we, we talked about it before you, you went out. And it, one of the things was talking about the, the tight ends and our linebackers and that kind of coverage. I mean, you saw what obviously happened, like who the hell was the tight end for the Cowboys that came out here and just like had a day, you know what I, I mean? Like, remember- just things like that. I, yeah. I don't even remember his name. Something Ferguson, I think but it's exactly you're like who is this guy and it's like oh well against our linebacker sure that checks out so the second and third levels of our defense playing at the highest level is going to be crucial for this win here i mean obviously they the run defense needs to needs to tighten up not having fletcher cox in there on sunday could really be that that i don't love um milton williams being a full participant in practice and being able to play that's helpful. Obviously you love what you're seeing out of Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, but not having Fletcher Cox in there, just that that's unfortunate. Yeah. But um, you know, the 49ers offensive line is not very good. They were iffy last year, but they also, you know, lost Mike McGlinchey in free agency to the Broncos um, and Hassan Reddick Mike McGlinchey might as well not have even been there in that NFC Championship game because of the way that Hassan Reddick played. Um,
1: you also and they, just hate McGlinchey. So you, oh, can't you stand focus in.
2: He's a I'm, Penn Charter
1: guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you you have some personal bias there because There's I could not even, even tell you what McGlinchy did. <laughs> Obviously, he's a lineman, Exactly,
2: exactly. Hassan Reddick yeah. had how many sacks in that game?
1: Yeah, dude. A lot. I don't remember. Was it like a few? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was three. He's going to
2: knock Purdy out. He's going to knock Purdy out of the game. He is. Yeah. So, and I will say, like, Michael Ginchy is also, he's a good right tackle. He's not, there's a reason (laughs) that there's another team that wanted him and paid him a lot of money to be their right tackle. He's a good right tackle. He is. True. He was not very good in the NFC Championship game. And all this to say, They didn't improve in that area. Like their new right tackle is not better than Mike McGlinchey was for them. So they have been disguising it by Brock Purdy, getting the ball out really quick. But if the back half of the defense can tighten up and play well, there will be opportunities for the defensive line to make an impact on this game. And that's how they went on that like three game skid in there is they were turning the ball over a lot Mm -hmm. and the eagles can take make that happen and capitalize on it they'll be in a in a good position
1: you gotta want everybody's got to be rooting for bradbury to pick one because of the debo (laughs) coming out and calling him trash you gotta gotta want and
2: aj said today was it today or yesterday i just saw a quote from aj brown 10 minutes ago. Oh God, I lost it. Basically saying like, oh, I don't think he actually, cause he's really good friends with Debo. He's like, I don't yeah. think he meant anything by it. Like he's just a big kid, blah, blah. So like the Eagles are handling all of it. Yeah. In the best way. You see Fred Warner tried to like walk back on everything too. He was like, he was like, you know, injuries happen. Things like that happen. Like at the end of the day, they deserve to win that game. They just outplayed us. And I'm like, did your did you talk to your wife also about when she was like, Acting like Billy she's Fred fear, for, yeah. yeah, fear for her life. Okay, that's. Th- have you seen the one tweet? Okay, it's the clip from Monsters Inc. Have you seen that?
1: Oh yes, and the when they're like saying how they were so terrified. Yes, it's
2: it's a scene from Monsters Inc. Where every they think if a child t- touches you, you're gonna die. So it's a scene where Boo gets out in the restaurant and nothing happens. Everyone just like screams, freaked out. They put all of the town on lockdown. And they're interviewing all the monsters after, and they're like, <laughs> "I I tried to stop it, but it just shot me with it with its laser vision." I watched it melt a car. Yes. It's like it's true. I saw the whole thing. It's like it picked me up and shook me like it. I was just like, "It's so true, dude." It and goes, "This is how people act about Philadelphia, and it's so accurate." That didn't so happen, accurate. Okay, I was at the Dallas game a couple weeks ago, and there were plenty of Cowboys fans around. Right. No one had any issues. It was playful jawing back and forth. There was one couple that, like, the guy, he had a Cowboys jersey on, his girlfriend, fiance, wife, whoever, had an Eagles jersey on, and they left when the Cowboys got down really big in the fourth quarter. And they took a picture on the way out. He was on his knees, like, groveling to her. And it was so funny. But that's just like how yeah. it was. Like, and they were equally as angry at their own team as we were, as we get at our own team. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how people actually operate at Lincoln financial field. Like it's all playful. It's all like, you know, if your team sucks, if your team's playing like trash, we're going to let you hear it. But like, it's not anything more than that. Well, so so I will say, I
1: think one thing that plays into it real quick um, is just the fact. So my husband Dion is from Harrisburg. He played baseball at St. Joe's university. And one thing he always says is that when he first came to St. Joe's, he was not accustomed to the way that Philly people treat each other. And when I say that, he means like how we're constantly just talking trash. Like Philly, it's very like our terms and endearment are being like, shut up, like blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like literally just like coming at each other's necks, like quite literally. And, but Uh it's all like out of love. Like nobody takes it seriously. Like you just, banter that's our banter and he did not realize when he came to Philly that that's how people talk so he was like I took it very offensive in the beginning like he was like I was very upset and then he was like and then I started learning the ways because he became like a Philly guy living at St. Joe's and stuff and now he talks the same way but like I'll never forget that because he was like my first impression of Philly was that everybody was rude and blah 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 like and that's just somebody from Harrisburg so imagine yeah. these people from outside, like around the country that aren't accustomed to how we treat each other. They're definitely going to feel threatened when they hear us saying that, not realizing that that's even how we talk to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's a big piece of it that people don't realize either. Yeah. That's
2: very interesting. Isn't it? It me. was There's... interesting
1: to see the outside perspective because I've never not talked trash to my friends. Like Those are probably the people I talk the yeah. most trash on. You know what I I I mean?
2: Like I think there's a study that needs to be done on that.
1: Right. So I think that might be a big thing that plays into it, but yeah, keys to success for this game for me, basically the same things that you said, the Niners and Philly are very, very similar. Like we've said in a lot of factors, but especially on the offense and the fact that they have multiple ways that they can beat you. Like Hmm. it's not just one way. They don't just have to run it down your neck. They don't just have to um, have a tight end. You know what I mean? So That is one of my biggest concerns, if not my biggest concern, is our defense coming out of the gate hot with a good plan and being able to shut it down. I think um, my biggest worry is because, like you said, Purdy's good at the quick dump offs. I'm very nervous for that Um, because that is notoriously, like you said, they are – are kryptonite in that fact. Like everything they're good at is what we're weak at. And those screens and those dump offs are something notoriously all season that people have been gaining yards on it for us. Yep. And um that makes me the most nervous going into this game. So they have to have some kind of game plan to be able to shut that down. Um also, interesting enough, we talked about Zach Ertz hopefully getting picked up, but Shaq Leonard, he hasn't been announced going anywhere. He met with if the Cowboys, to he with-
2: come here. That's fine.
1: Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that would be a perfect answer. Obviously probably too late for him to just turn around and come here and be with the 49 or play for the four, like against them. But it could be an answer and that would be perfect. I'm assuming maybe he's having contract talks or he just looked like trash and nobody wanted him, but we'll see. I mean, Hopefully the he- whole thing. I
2: thought I, I think I saw somewhere that like, he vis- <laughs> obviously visited Dallas, he visited here. And then he was like taking a couple of days just to sort of evaluate I don't, I
1: don't. So, how, how awesome would that be? Well, it could be awesome or it could be terrible if he signs next week and then it, with one of the teams, because it'd be awesome if he signs with the Eagles and then has like to play against Dallas, or it'd be terrible if you, yeah. That, so, we'll see. But, um, um, so that could be a big change too. Um, yeah. and then just offensively, we have to come out strong because you mentioned yeah. it as well. We cannot, we got lucky being able to come back against Kansas City Chiefs down by 10. I think that was like, quote-unquote, the lucky one. Um, Yeah, because
2: of of the way that defense has been playing. I would totally agree with you. Yes,
1: exactly. So, yeah, so they cannot afford to go down by 10, I don't think, against this defense. Because even though Jalen is capable of getting those big plays, this is the best defense he's going to be going against. So you don't want to test that. You know what I mean? So uh, we need them coming out with a good game plan, which makes me nervous, but I'm going to have faith. Um, and yeah, but as simple as we can put it, the Eagles need to obviously play their best game that they have played so far, and it has to be a very good game.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. Cause the they've been also,
1: playing not well, <laughs> Yeah,
2: not that great. but, um, you know, I, like I said, the defense kind of has their work cut off for them a little bit, but as, as we talked about, you know, they, the 49ers went on that three game skid and the, one of the big things was they were turning the ball over, but the other thing was their secondary is not very good and they have not been playing well and they've not been playing consistently. So being able to exploit that with the guys that you have in AJ Brown and Devonte yeah. Smith, you know, you, you, you take them against anybody um, especially, you know, one guys that aren't, aren't playing super well. So um, they definitely, you know, they're, they're allowing less, I think it's like eighty six rush yards per game or something which is the best in the NFL um but in the terms of the passing game there are gaps there to exploit now the problem is obviously it's supposed to be another rainy mess on Sunday yeah. um mm-hmm. which the Eagles have had a lot of this year collectively
1: I mean yeah which is like, weird in a
2: row, and then the Patriots game early in the season were there any more I don't
1: think so. Um no, I don't think so actually. But I mean, if
2: you're going to if you if you if you're a betting gal and you're going to look at Seattle in a couple of weeks, would not you put your money mm-hmm. on that it's going to be a little, little rainy there also? Yeah, like, right.
1: <laughs> Good um, point.
2: So, you know, who the hell knows, but um there are gaps in their passing yeah. defense. So, teams have been going past dominant against the 49ers. There's only one team that is being passed against more. So the 49ers are 31st in the NFL in terms of percentage of offensive plays being pass plays against them.
1: So people are targeting it. They know it's their weakness.
2: Yes. 100%. Um they're they're allowing a 67% 67% completion percentage right now which is okay. so this, near this
1: rain this rain's going to help them. Like yes. San Fran
2: Yes. Now it was also raining in the NFC championship game. So, <laughs> you know, do with that what you will. It was also raining on Sunday and I mean, the yeah. Eagles still had almost 300 yards through the air and obviously it didn't impact the bills that much either in terms of the passing game. So I'm not overly concerned about the rain, especially with, you know, guys like Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. All, you know, if you, if we're walking it back a couple of years and we're just talking about, you know, Greg Ward and, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you who else was on the team in 2016. <laughs> I couldn't tell you who else was on the team.
1: Oh, no. 2016? Oh, I don't
2: know. Yes, like pre-drafting. Not 16. I'm not. No, not 16. 19. I'm thinking 19. The All the that dropping Jordan Matthews, I think, was on the team. Nelson Aguilar was on that team. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Not, yeah. Let's put it this what's way. Name? I'm taking Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown's hands <laughs> in any weather. <laughs> Over those guys in the sunshine, okay no, I agree a
1: hundred percent, and that's nope. one thing, so I'm trying to like, as we've been talking about this, I'm trying to think of what I think this score prediction is going to be, and it's tough because of that weather, because uh-huh. going into like originally, I would say like, yeah, like the Eagles need their offense needs to come out strong, they can't afford to go down ten, like that's going to obviously be a disadvantage sure. to them, especially in this game, but I'm not fearful of their offense because I do have a lot of faith in them. Like I think they'll be able to put up points despite the um, San Fran allowing an average of 15.5 points per game. I still have faith that the Eagles will be able to score more than that. Um, My biggest thing is our defense. And it's because of those dump passes that make me nervous because I think they're just going to be able to keep doing that and just get first down by first down by first down. You know what I mean? So that is my biggest my biggest worry. So this weather is really throwing a wrench into it, but I'm going to say without watching the news this morning, I'm going to say that the rain's going to help us in the fact that it's going to stop magically for the game. So I'm going to go with, as if I'm not thinking about the rain and I'm going to say 34, 31 Eagles.
2: Okay. Do you want to know what's funny? What I looked at the weather for Sunday (laughs) <laughs> right before we started recording and the, the rain the game's at
1: 425 right yeah
2: the rain <laughs> is supposed to be heavy heaviest at 4 o'clock oh no they're always wrong though but it's so funny because okay so it changed a little bit from when i had checked it and it literally was like rain from like. 3 to 7. That was where the rain was in the day for Sunday. Sam Fran
1: hates us so much. They've been doing spells.
2: (laughs) Okay. Voodoo. There's a lot of voodoo going on up in here. Yeah. That's an
1: official report from Babes on... No, I'm kidding.
2: (laughs) I don't think it's supposed to be... It's not supposed to be as bad as it was this week. Yeah. It's supposed to... It's not supposed to be as bad. Last week was bad
1: because it was windy as well. It was cold. Obviously, it's going to be cold. But then also the rain was
2: let's see if there's Battled wind. Let's see what the wind projection looks like. Oh, it tells you the direction. Apple, you really stepped up your game here. I don't think I've ever looked at mm-hmm. this. Um, all right, 425. I mean, the it's it's not bad. It's the uh expected gusts that were yeah. could could be an issue. You know, well you know it.
1: what? They're always two to, wrong. to nine
2: miles per hour, gusts up to twenty three miles per hour.
1: Jess, you know what though? I feel like if I would have looked at the weather yesterday, it would have said it was only gonna rain in the morning or something, and now it's switching. So
2: switches all the We time. are going.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna just say that it's gonna be different.
2: Yeah. It's supposed to rain all day today. It's not raining yet.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm
2: not seeing any so, rain out here.
1: All right, so what is your yeah. score
2: prediction? then? <laughs> <All> 34 31.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have faith that the rain's not going to be a- absolutely terrible and we'll still be able to do what we're best at. So I'm going to say 34-31 Eagles.
2: I love that we don't tell each other these before. <laughs> and then just have them because I have
1: 31-28. Oh, nice.
2: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, do think, I just think, I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Eagles offense is more high-powered than – obviously, the, without this being said, the Eagles are going to win this game. That just yeah. – I just want to make sure that that's understood. Um, I think that the Eagles are more high powered of an offense than the 49ers being able to hold them to, you know, their average amount of points. Um, and I think that the Eagles defense can get the edge on this offense.
0: And I also, I I, actually,
2: I have a lot of confidence in Sean Desai. I have a lot of confidence in the way that he preps for games and the way that he Adjusts throughout the game, and puts the guys in the best spot to be able to make the place So I agree I with you. I... I have I have the confidence that they can squeak this one out. It's gonna be close.
1: This eye overall, this eye's done very, very, very well this year. It's just our defense looked really bad last week. And which yeah. it's gonna happen. It's the middle it of happened. season.
2: Yeah, I mean injuries it, happen. happen. Yeah, at a point in time. And, and, you know, let's be honest, if you're going to get beat here and there by Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, like that's,
1: yes, it happens. Right. Like it's,
2: it's going to happen. Are, you know, are they probably going to get beat by Debo Samuel on a jet sweep in some combat? Probably, you know, like (laughs) are are things going to happen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is CeeDee Lamb going to have 200 yards? Possibly. You know what I mean? Like these things are going to happen. Okay.
1: Yes. Speaking of that, one thing I can guarantee won't happen. I should knock on wood because I should never say guarantee, Please, for the but time. the Eagles will not lose like the Cowboys lost to the Niners. I don't think no. they'll lose, but even if they do lose, it's not going to be like the Cowboys lost. So
2: it's not going to be like that.
1: No. It'll I still don't. be a win in that fact. Yeah. yeah.
2: we'll, we'll <laughs>
1: never
2: get from Cowboys fans are the most delusional human beings on planet earth. Dude, Skip um, Bayless
1: has been on one this season. I'm, like, I think he's actually getting like dementia, which is terrible to say because, like, it's actually really sad. But I'm actually concerned that, like, he has some kind of like thing going on.
2: I'm just concerned that the way that he's yelling and working himself up, I am concerned that he's going to put himself in the hospital.
1: Well, in that, general- but then, like, ju- and the stuff that he's saying, though, it's like you.
2: I don't like, think he yeah. ever recovered from the DeMar Hamlin tweet and Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Leave. Like, he's just on a. He's 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 sick in the like the Titanic yeah like he just
1: he really is
2: he should just he needs because
1: the stuff he's saying not. is delusional it's like actually terrible
2: yeah it's not great it's not yeah. great but in good news that the eagles when there's a couple things that can happen but I'm pretty sure the eagles can clinch a playoff spot this week is that correct
1: I think they didn't they already like clinch like they'll at least have a wild card
2: let's see four ways the eagles can officially clinch a playoff spot shout out to bleeding green nation for this article <laughs> that pops oh, up very appropriate when i, when I google <laughs> immediately eagles okay um according to brandon lee galton our fearless leader with a 10-1 record the philadelphia eagles are going to make the playoffs but they have yet to quote officially clinch a postseason berth. Okay. change as soon as sunday there are four different scenarios where the eagles will become the first team to lock in a playoff spot um The Eagles can win and the Rams lose or tie to the Cleveland Browns. I don't know about that. The Eagles win and the Lions lose and the Packers lose. Okay, so there's, like, a lot of things that have to happen. They can't just not. The Rams
1: Rams could lose to the Browns. Browns have been pretty good this year.
2: The Browns don't have a quarterback. I'm pretty sure Joe Flacco is going to be their quarterback on Sunday.
1: Oh, really? Fuck. Yeah. Or F. I missed that.
2: So they can't just win. Like there has there's it's multiple things. It's not just like they win and they've clinched their spot. There's other things that have to happen. Um, but yeah, I yeah I don't I don't know. The Rams are very they're questionable. Who who the heck knows what's going on there? But yeah. there's like a lot of like that's the only one that it's the Eagles win and one other thing happens. The three other scenarios are like two or more teams have to do something. Like there's a lot of there's a lot, which it goes to show it's because of the way that the the top of the NFC is shaking out right now that there are so many teams that are playing that well. It's crazy because I mean, the Cowboys are what nine and three and they're yeah, a wild team because the, there has to be an NFC South team in there. It's like, it's so funny. It's so bad. We'll see how that It is all. so bad. But that would actually be very funny if that's how the Cowboys got in and they played. The NFC South team and lost. Um, but anyway, yeah. Okay. So they could clinch, but it's probably not looking likely just based on the fact that they have to rely on other teams. Yeah. To be a part of it. Oh, well. All right. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. They're still going to win and all will be well in the city of Philadelphia. But thank you for listening to episode 112 of Babes on Broad. Sam, I'm so excited to have you back. Um solo episodes were not fun. Rachelle did hop on with me for like an episode that. which was a lot of fun, but solo episodes not so much. Um so glad you're Aww. back. Marlo, you little queen down yes. there, you were super good for your first episode of Babes on Broad. She's girl. out,
1: dude. She is out. out.
2: We love that. Um as always, <laughs> thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation for hosting our show. We'll be back next week to talk about the following week matchup against the Dallas Double Football. Week where the NFL is in a couple, well, I guess in a couple days, it's going to be another good weekend of football, but until then, we will talk to you next week and go birds.
0: First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why Why did I get CC'd on mom? No, (laughs) No. you can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using method hair care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months.